Hi folks! My only content warning for you this week is there is some discussion of um, eating disorder towards the end of the interview. So that would be the thing to keep in mind. Um, yeah, and that's about it. The next warning is that we have animals. They are often up in our business. Um, or occasionally I'm up in their business, mostly uh, checking on Buffy, who is still broody and has not hatched anything. We are really, really hoping there is a viable egg in there somewhere, yeah. or else Kevin's going to have to order chicks online. Yes, in a rush order. Um, the other thing is, uh, yeah, dogs, cats, um, which relates to this final bit, which is uh, we swear oh, of yes. often at a particular cat. Hey, Shaw, little buddy. How are you? Um, not Shaw, mostly. Mostly Sergi. Uh, but we will swear, and it's just a thing. And next week, it'll be also applied much more to the interview, because yeah, next week's guest is awesome. <clears throat> so, hi, folks. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 222-222. And I have a great interview this week for you. Um, uh, Bob, 22, a yeah. third of the beast. A third of the... <laughs> you know, we that means we have to do this for... Um, no, it doesn't. It's a are, throwaway are, joke. Are you sure? Because, you know... We're, we're Never gonna... commit to things, dear. Okay, that's fair. Says the woman who may have committed to a seven-book series on accident. On accident. You, you usually commit to these things on accident. Anyway, so... Yeah, no, uh, this week's guest is Bob Stanky. Uh, Bob is a... Uh, fantastic interview. We had a great talk, and I'll be sharing with that you with that with you in a little bit. Um, and yeah, this week, like, how was your week, Ben? You know, it's it's interesting. Um, I just spent two days at a tech conference, and it was wonderful. Um, everybody was masked. We were required to like <laughs> to get into the building. Before you could even get your badge and get into the building, you had to show proof of vaccination or a test within 72 hours mm -hmm. and um, an ID. And then you go in the building and they check your temperature. They ask you the, the three questions about, you know, have you been exposed to COVID in the last X number of days, blah, blah, blah. I, I know that that's what you meant, but I just immediately got to, to pass, you must answer my riddles three. Right. <laughs> Have you been exposed to anyone with COVID-19 in the past 14 days? No. Have you been advised by a doctor to quarantine at home? No. What goes on four legs in the morning, two legs in the afternoon, and three legs in the evening? Uh, that's a man? Yes, that is a man. Anyway. Um, so, uh, but that was, I mean, it was actually really kind of confidence building because they also did a temperature check there and then they would give you a wristband so you didn't have to go through it if say you needed to leave the building and come back right which was uh, rather nice um and everybody was very good about being masked the entire time and it was uh, overall very comfortable no no issues um and while it was roughly a tenth the size of this event in 2019. Um, this was all things open. It was also um, just good to see some of these people again. Um, there are several people who, I mean, I know online, they've been guests on the show, but 
that I only see in person at All Things Open and I haven't seen in two years. Right? It's fantastic. It was, it was great. It was amazing. Um, and, uh, it just, it was just good, uh, all around. The crowd was great. Um, lots of questions. I worked in our booth the entire time. I didn't get out to any talks this time and I wasn't giving any. So that, you know, makes a little bit of a difference. But man, it was, it was, uh, it was really good. So, and I, I did talk to a couple people about maybe coming on the show. Oh, excellent. So, which is always fun. Uh, other than that, it's just, um, you know, just little things cleaning up, um, you know, the, those final little itty bitty tasks that came up as, as, uh, my project has been like wrapping up and little discoveries as it's been used in production by customers and, and things that need to be tuned. So nothing major, which is also kind of nice because I essentially have a two day work week this week. I mean, I've been working, right? Right. right. I was, I was working at the booth talking about our products, demoing our products, but in terms of what I do on a day-to-day -day with writing the code and, yeah, you yeah. know, all that stuff, it's because uh, we have a, um, a shutdown day on Friday. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, and we've already arranged a co-worker meet-and-greet lunch for those of us who have, you know, there are several people who are new who were hired during the pandemic and so have, like, they only know us as our screen name on Slack. <laughs> so, yep. you know, that, so it's, it's nice to have these sorts of things with the appropriate amount of caution opening back up is, is what I'll say about it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Actual social events, even if, you know, we're all going to be outside sitting sort of apart at a restaurant in Cary, but I'm not going to tell you which one, at least while we're recording. So, and that's, that's been it. It's been like chicken watch and, uh, you know, show. That's, that's been the whole of my week, as far as it, it really feels at this point. Um, but you, you, it's only Wednesday, and you said you made your word count for the week today. Yes, I, uh, uh, while you were, I don't know, it's, uh, it's been going pretty good. I yeah. have been cooking on the, uh, the Paladin novels, the next... Two Ooh. or three, I think, uh, <laughs> which, uh, like, I just had had an idea for a line for one um, today, and then it was 900 words later, and then yeah, there was okay. the, the book four, which I'm working on, mm -hmm. although I realized that I've hit nearly 30,000 words on it, and there are no dead bodies. You're slacking here. I, I know. I'm just like, oh my god, you know, we have we have court intrigue. But okay. we have no corpses. And... Oh no, court intrigue inevitably leads to corpses. Well, I mean, it's it's it will hopefully eventually lead to corpses. But I'm I'm just like, no one has stepped on a dead body. There are no severed heads rolling through the 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 scene. So I'm like, my God, what am I doing? Yeah, so... your 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 editor and your your proofreaders are all going to be very confused by this book. Uh, yes, I, I. It is still a slow burn, though. It it, it took. Like thirty thousand words for the paladin to admit he was attracted to the, the other person. Yes. Yes. Uh, no and, spoilers. Yeah. Uh, well, no, this is going to be Shane's book, just so you know. People yeah. Know. And uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's fun, and mm -hmm. uh, so I, I got a bunch of stuff on that, and then um, did I? I I think I worked on something else on Monday too, but Monday was a long, long time ago. Yeah, really. It 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 feels like it was like 
a moment ago, but on the other hand, it feels like it was for it, it was forever ago. Yeah. And I mean, it's only been two days. I mean, I've it, it, it's been good. I, I yeah. It, it's been. I feel like I have been productive, and when I hang out in the evening and just you know play Animal Crossing and <laughs> with the new DLC. No, no, the 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 new DLC is not out until November fifth. I, oh. I am basically. Uh, uh, getting getting back into it in preparation for the new DLC. Ah, I see. Although I see, yes. uh, No Man's Sky just apparently dropped a DLC where you can ride sandworms like you're in Dune. Well, I mean, Dune is, and, I guess, out. Dune, the first of the new Dune movies, is yeah. out. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so much. So many games. So little time. Right. Uh, but yes, I'm like making word count and being reasonably productive and only feeling a little guilty that I'm not working, you know, more. And <laughs> so it's only, only guilty because you're not working more. All right. Well, yeah, that, that's the, yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. I think it's uh, it's just nice that I have a week where nobody needs anything from me. Right. I don't have to be anywhere. I have no appointments or calls or anything. They're just like consuming the whole concept of the week. I'm just like a normal week. I just get to work. Yeah, because there was the, like you were at a virtual convention this past weekend. And you... and there were other there was like a talk on one end, and I had a dentist appointment, and like yeah, just, uh, yeah, for for like two weeks, it's just been nothing but be yeah. here, do this thing, make this phone call. Uh, nothing yeah. can go ahead unless you rubber stamp it or answer it or make a phone call, and it was frankly making me batshit. Yeah, and, yeah, and we and we talked about how it also mess that messes with your time sense, and um, yeah, but but yeah. this week. None of that, so I've just yeah. been writing. And so by like Thursday, I have, or by Wednesday, rather, I have over 5,000 words written. And I mean, it's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, any, any, I would, with, with all that, I'm trying to think if there were any like particular discussions that you and I had or something over the last week. Like I was, I was talking to, um, catching up with someone at All Things Open about how just, um, Amazing it is. Like, I was explaining to someone that I've been a podcast. We've been podcasting now for uh, 12 years. Wow. Yeah, you know. Um, and I think in cumulative total now, we're somewhere over, you know, having recorded somewhere over, um, I think, 1,200 episodes of the various podcasts Boy. in total. Yeah. And um, just how much, I, I, how grateful I am. And how much uh, to the people who are like, this really means a lot to me. Uh, and confused a, by it. There was a really nice tweet the other day. Someone who oh, was yeah. listening to the Hidden Almanac who said that uh, they'd been re-listening because they they had uh, lost a, re- a close relative recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, they they were like, I need, I need, you know, non... I need sort of secular religious comfort or non... <laughs> and, uh, right, right. Mord and Drom were... were I think it's wonderful that we were able to offer that to somebody, you know, out of a weird-ass project that we the, uh, conceived of. We, we in... started on a lark. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's that's it. Our two, not to, not to put down this podcast, like, put down Productivity Alchemy, but, like, the two that 
we started on a whim. Yes. People love so much. I'm I'm still very con like <laughs> confused, but but flattered by it. But I'm still like I don't understand. I, we just we just started throwing <laughs> things at the wall, and you love it. I don't know. Like um, I mean, well, when you think about it, we've thrown a lot of things at the wall, and God knows. Not all of them stick, True. but sometimes, True. sometimes things stick. So yeah. yes, it is it is so. fantastic being able to do what we do. But yeah, to to everyone who who has been following us through this journey from the very first early episodes of Kevin and Ursley Cheap through the uh, epic that was the <laughs> Hidden Almanac and uh, into you know Productivity Alchemy. Now I, I just thank you. Um, yes, it because is it's amazing. been it's a it's a journey, and I'm glad we've been going on it together. Um, the funny now, I'm, the funny thing is, I'm starting to sound like Todd Lewis, who is the founder of All Things Open, mm -hmm. because he is so immensely grateful to everyone who shows up and to all his volunteers that um, they like literally um, one of my friends who is also like one of his advisors sits to the side during his remarks, um, his closing remarks to stop him <laughs> or he'll go for an hour just about how wonderful people are and how much everything means to him and uh, which and he means every word of it and, oh yeah and i love yeah. it i love it you know it's it's um, it's no no uh, the earnestness of it is is not in question it's just that yeah and, anyway so yeah. you have a you have before we gush and <clears throat> before we gush more us, yeah yeah uh, mm -hmm. i hear you have an interview i do um i had a chance to sit down back in august with a long, a long time listener, Bob Stanky, and uh, Bob lives in Minnesota. He is a father. He's in technology. He's over at the. Um, uh, is that? Uh, oh, he's a VP of marketing, um, and he had some really interesting things he's doing, both with his productivity tools, but also with his productivity tracking. And we're going to have that for you right after this. here with Bob Stanky and Bob who is a longtime listener uh, really excited to have you on and can you introduce yourself a whole lot better than I just did and tell us like what you do sure yeah absolutely well first of all thanks for having me on I appreciate it oh, yeah. um yep so Bob Stanky I am um, I live in Minnesota uh, specifically in the Twin Cities area um, pretty much have lived here my whole life um, and uh, went, went away to, to school in Wisconsin, unfortunately. But, you know, I had to had to had to do that, I had to get away from home for a while and go at least oh, yeah, far yeah. enough away. <laughs> so um, but no, I've, I've been a Twin Cities boy my entire life, um, married uh, four kids and have been in technology and marketing uh, my whole career. Um Currently, I'm the VP of marketing for a real estate marketing uh, company okay. um, here in the Twin Cities. 
So, um, yeah, you know, productivity has been a huge part of my life. So I've, that's why I've been a long time listener. And, and of course, of many other podcasts of raw productivity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, God, I love the Twin Cities. I keep interacting with people from the Twin Cities, right? I mean, just just on this show alone, we've had, um, what, Heidi and um, Sigrid and you and um, I can't remember his name, um, Fridos and I can't, Jim, who's uh, who's also an instructor over at the university. So, yeah, it's just been like, okay, uh, who's next? Where am I going to run into someone <laughs> from the Twitter? Who's next? Because you have roots here, right? Or you had... You had some connections um, here. Ursula went to uh, school there. Okay. So, yeah, she went to college, and she lived there for uh, 10 years with her okay. ex-husband, and that's where Sofa Wolf Press is, the who do yep. the, the Digger comic, and I guess they also did Summer in Orcus. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was you or her, but yes, I, I've heard you reference Minnesota in the in the past on the show. So. Yeah, the worst part was I've been... I, I, binged through all four seasons of Fargo. <laughs> and after you do that, you're walking around, I'm walking around the house going, oh, yeah, I think that's, I, I think the, the, the thing's going to spill over there. You should stop that now. <laughs> um, it's a problem. It really is. Yep. We're, we're a hidden gem up here. You know, we're oh, considered yeah. one of the flyover states, but we're, we're we get a lot of great things offered here. I, I love it uh, in not winter. If that, yes, right. Yeah, that that window. Uh, we were guests at um, uh, Furry Migration, which is a, a, a furry con uh, hosted out of uh, Minneapolis several years ago, and it was just fantastic. Like right there in the heart of the city, and walk to everything. It was it was amazing. Yep. So, all right. So enough on the chit chat. I'm kidding. Yep. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> you keep yourself productive or organized. Or both. Yeah, uh, boy, uh, in a lot of different <laughs> ways. I, I've built I've built quite a an elaborate system of tools and mm-hmm. and hardware and stuff, and um, it really dated back to when I got into getting things done. Um, oh and yeah. I started with a Franklin Covey planner uh, back in the day. Um, but, oh yeah. But my system is is very largely digital. In fact, if there's anything not digital that that kind of falls within my arm's length radius, I'm almost guaranteed to lose it. Um, And so I really try to keep everything digital. And so how do I keep myself productive is is really a couple of different things. Number one, I I follow a a unique um, calendar system. It's called the 12-week year. Uh, It's a book, actually, that I I highly recommend. And basically, the author in the book of the 12-week year talks about kind of how to set up your year to achieve more goals instead of looking at you know, the year is a 12 month target. I'm boiling it down to basically a 12 week target. So a quarter, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, you work in business, you know, yeah, we all yeah. think about quarters is basically oh, yeah. just trying to drill down. So I work with a, a 12 week year kind of process. And within those 12 weeks, um, you know, I, I really focus on goals and things like that. I use um, primarily Google and Microsoft products um, to, to manage my workflow. Um, so I use uh, Microsoft to do. Um, and Microsoft Lists, which are two tools that Microsoft offers. And I'm a huge Excel um, guy, so I manage a lot of my tasks <laughs> and everything in Excel. So when I got out of college, one of my first jobs was 
um, I was a developer, a database developer, and I right. did a lot of work with VBA. So I got very mm-hmm. fluent in VBA. So there's not, there's really not much I can't do in Excel. Right. So managing my to-do lists or projects out of Excel, um, that's, that's my life. That's like what I um, primarily do a lot of my work out of. So between those Microsoft products and then, of course, Gmail and Google Calendar, which are primarily mm-hmm. my communication and kind of organization tools, and, and Trello is, is also one of my really, really big tools that I use uh, in terms of just managing my, my projects, my home projects, my work projects. Um, so those are really kind of the primary things. And, and to get really super old school on you, mm-hmm. um, I, I use Microsoft Access, and I actually built a database for myself to help manage <laughs> um, like a lot of things in my life. And I'm actually what I'm doing now is I'm I'm trying to transition that Microsoft Access to database to a mm-hmm. um, Power App. So Microsoft okay. Microsoft's Power Platform. Um, yeah, you can build custom apps. So I'm trying to migrate that Microsoft. So this is like you know. 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night when I'm bored and I'm trying to build things in, in like power automate and stuff like that. Power yeah. Apps. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually kind of curious. Uh, the, I mean, no, really the odd man out here when I'm looking at it is Gmail and calendar and Google mm-hmm. calendar. I, you've got Microsoft to do, you've got Microsoft lists, yep. you've got Excel, you've got an access database, mm-hmm. but you're not using outlook. I know. Um, I'm curious about that. <laughs> yeah. So, so I used Evernote for a really, really long time to manage mm-hmm. my productivity, and I left Evernote in 2013, and I moved my entire system to Google. And okay. So I, so I bought um, the one of the, you know, the ten dollar plan. So I had like the premium kind of Gmail plan, and I moved my yeah. email address there, and, and I just got so in bed with Gmail. Mm-hmm. Um, that I've had a really hard time pulling away from it because actually there's a lot of fear built into the <laughs> the heavy move of moving my email from Gmail to Outlook. And I right, love all the right. things Outlook's done, and I but but still Outlook is kind of like this ugly stepchild um, a little yeah, bit. I think. It, it gets be, a bad rap, be. right? You know, yeah, right? But yeah. I but I really want to. I would love to make that move. I just haven't. Out of fear, I haven't pulled the trigger yet. So yeah, I, I keep flip-flopping one of my big things is finding a, a desktop mail client so that i don't mm, have to yep. go to the web interface yes and i like at least once every two years if not more frequently it's like all right i will go to i'll download i because i got us an office 365 subscription one of the family subscriptions which is like a huge value right yep yes i mean it's like yeah like 99 dollars like, a year yeah for five people yep five right? people. And, both kids need Word and Excel and all of that for school. Uh, Ursula's entire publishing workflow is Word, right? So just for that alone, I'm already saving money on a normal subscription. Um, so often I'll just be like, well, uh, let's see what the latest Mac client looks like. And it's getting so much better and it's still got the feel. And now you can click the button to get to Gmail, but it's still just not, there's... There's always some weird thing that Gmail does different from everyone else that makes it not quite right. Right. Yep. It drives now, me crazy. <laughs> luckily, with um, Microsoft's Power Automate, which mm-hmm. I highly recommend to anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's some great flows you can build in there that that interface right with Gmail. So I can be pretty. You know, I can ha- I can trigger something in Excel 
and have it do something in Gmail thanks to Power Automate. So okay. luckily I've been able to kind of band-aid the two systems together. But, you know, eventually I would just like to be completely in, in probably the Microsoft camp. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm waiting on, I think, one feature uh, for uh, iCloud, of all things. And then I'm seriously considering just moving everything to iCloud. Um, mm-hmm. The one feature is the ability to use a custom domain, which they say yep. they're giving us this fall, at which point I'm like, that's the one thing that's been holding me back. I love all the tools. I like the, you know, we're Mac everywhere, we're iPhone everywhere, but email. <laughs> right. Yep. That's that's and it's one of the things I spend a lot of time in. So it's it's a yeah, it's a beast yeah. to move. But oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Wow. So it's a, a whole hodgepodge of tools yeah, and yeah. they're all connected and mm-hmm. and they but they really like at the end of the day. I wake up in the morning and I've automated some things that just automatically kickstart my day. Mm-hmm. And that really just helps set the tone for me. And it just, you know, it's like, you know, to your question, like, how do you stay productive? Like that first 30 minutes when I get my daily agenda delivered to mm-hmm. me automatically and I've got, you know, meeting notes already set up for all my meetings and everything. It's like, that is key. That That's key for me. At yeah, least that's what yeah. really helps me going. Cause during the middle of the day, I'm, I'm hit with, so many different things from so many different directions that when I don't have to worry about all that administrative stuff, it just, it really helps. Yeah. And I was just talking to uh, a person whose name I'm suddenly blanking on. And I talked to him two hours ago. Well, two hours ago for, for you and me doing the recording for everybody at home. Uh, that was last episode. If I'm counting right. Otherwise you're two twenty-two, and it was two episodes ago. Cause there's a letter show in between because. Oh, got it. Yeah, I don't have the the letter. I I haven't marked the next letter show on my <laughs> on my chart over here yet. Uh, but um, who was he, his whole thing is helping businesses automate, and so that the there seems to be a theme going for October now um, around automation. Uh, but that that whole idea that you know you can. Get rid of the toil, get rid of that, those administrative tasks that are time consuming, that are repetitive, and that provide value, but don't necessarily provide, you know, but the time you're spent doing them, just repetitive things, is is not time wasted, but it sort of feels like it. Yeah. And and for any of your listeners who are interested in in and are a little techie and, and don't mm-hmm. have to be too like Power Automate Desktop, which is which is mm-hmm. the desktop version of Power, it's free. Like it's free. Anybody can download. You don't need an Office 365 license. You don't. You know. You don't even need a Microsoft account. I, I don't believe. And it's just you download it, and it's right on your desktop. And it primarily works with the apps on your desktop. Mm-hmm. And it does interface with some soft. It interface a lot with software and then some apps. But like, it's a great way to get started with automation if if you're looking to do some of that stuff. Yeah. Now I'm I'm curious. Did they have a Mac version? I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't ah, know the answer I'll, to that. I'll, I'll have to go look. I'll have to go yeah, look because that's have to look. yeah. Uh, because I I have a whole bunch of like Power Automate tools for mm-hmm. my Macs, right? You know, yep. um, Alfred, where I can hit mm-hmm. uh, bring up a, a quick menu and type in a program or pipe, type in a function or mm-hmm. just type in a mathematical expression and it just boom boom, you know, answers, calculate, whatever. Yep. Um, I've got well the. Less said about my Gmail rules, the better. Oh yeah, ditto. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, I, I took the time. There's a command. Did you know there's a command line tool now where you can configure your Gmail filters and rules in mm. a JSONet file? Wow. I did not so know. You could do it. So I managed. So I downloaded them all, and it was like, oh, I need to consolidate this. I need to clean yeah. this up so bad before I like start pushing them back up. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the interface for Gmail rules and filters is ugly. Yeah, but if I mean, I'm an old school command line guy too, and yeah, I work in yeah. configuration files and and JSON yeah. and JSON like things. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, this makes sense, right? Uh, yes, it's still limited to the things you can do in, mm-hmm. in Gmail rules, but it's just like uh, for those listening at home who want to know Gmail CTL, it is the bomb. Mm-hmm. And I'll link in the show notes. If I haven't talked it up uh, like 15 million times by the yeah. time this one goes live, then I'm probably doing myself a disservice. So <laughs> I, I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of of automation, and like mm-hmm. even even if you get someone's like. IFTTT was a great way to start, right? But even like Zapier, like if you're willing to pay just a little bit of money to have a really solid system to do automation, Zapier Mm -hmm. is very powerful. So, um, yeah, Yeah. so I'm, I'm super excited about automation. For me, that was the next step of productivity. Mm -hmm. It was like, I just want to get a lot of this stuff. So I don't even have to think about anymore. So when I do my weekly reviews on, on Sundays, like, yeah. All my automations pull all my data together. They pull all my lists together. They pull everything so that when I sit down to do my mm-hmm. weekly review, boom, it's all there. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Now, the thing I'm most excited about is Notion. Mm-hmm. And as long as Notion continues to build their third-party integrations, mm-hmm. I would love for everything to dump into Notion and just be, like, right there in, like, my dashboard in Notion. It, it really is a straight-up like personal wiki, personal database yeah. and really yeah. designed well for that. Uh, yeah. I've been playing with an app called Devon Think. Oh, I've heard which, of it, but I haven't checked it out. Yeah. One of the things, one of the advantages it has is a, it's Mac. And so it, it works on my Macs. It works on my iPhone. It works on my iPad. But the other thing is you can do a straight import of an Mbox email file, which is exactly what Gmail exports when you download mm-hmm. your data. Yep. And so I just put like 12 years of mail, like all of my email mm-hmm. from when I got my first Gmail account in like 2007, right? Just exported it, dumped it into DevonThink, DevonThink's tagging and categorizing. And then hold your breath now. I went into Gmail and I deleted it all. <laughs> Everything prior to 2000 to 2021, I wow. deleted. Yeah. Wow. So now I've got an index database where I can go yep. find it if I need to. Mm-hmm. But I also don't have to go, oh my God, have you, uh, anytime I would try to load like a, an archive folder or something in a, in a, not the web interface, it would be like, okay, we're downloading 120,000 messages. And I'm like, well, I've got time to run to the yeah. store and uh, perhaps, you know, eat some lunch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I bet that felt good to delete everything out of Gmail it, like that, though. It really did. Well, it felt really good when I knew I had a backup. Yeah, backup. I knew I had had an archive that I could still access and get to quickly. Um, otherwise, it would probably just still be sitting there, and I'd be trying to figure out what to do about this, you know, an all-mail folder that was bigger than my house. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, cool. So, all I'm right. I'm all of a sudden just... having bad memories of 
Outlook PST files and like how big those I, things get. <laughs> I, I should check to see if it imports that. It had like this like wild list of things it would import, and I was like an MBox file. Yeah, wow. I I'm intimately familiar with those because you know I'm a yep. Linux guy, but really, you actually do that, huh? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right. So you actually touched on a habit. You talked about your weekly review. So what other systems and habits are important to you? So, or, you know, go on, a, yeah. on about the weekly review, too, because that is important. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I guess it really starts, a, I, I do have a daily review. Mm-hmm. Um, and the daily review is every morning at 8 a.m. And that's just giving myself the landscape of the day and, you know, the important things I got to think about. Um, you know, I reflect on, you know, personal mm-hmm. things, work things, whatever, just the full gamut. That's that's every day, 8 a.m., Monday through Friday. Right. And then my weekly reviews are on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And they're they're about two hours. And I pretty much follow David Allen's right. kind of, like, structure and flow of the weekly review. You know, so I'm mm-hmm. looking at, like, everything from the past week on my calendar, and I'm looking two weeks ahead on my calendar. Um, and I'm doing things like, you know, sweeping my inboxes and I'm, you know, um, adding things to my someday maybe folder and yeah, so I'm yeah. doing all that kind of stuff. And like all the articles I gather throughout the week, mm-hmm. I just don't have time that I know the weekly review doesn't really call for that in, in mm-hmm. terms of the GTD methodology, but that's when I'm reading right. those articles, you know, and yeah. I'm deciding if they, anything I want to do with them. So really, and going through mail, like I said, I'm horrible with physical stuff, but like uh-huh. any mail that's collected throughout the week, that's all dealt with. All financial stuff is dealt with during the week. Yeah. It's just like totally set me up. So um, that's a that's a weekly routine for me um, as well. I don't try to do anything at night. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I try to, when I unplug, I at least unplug from like productivity stuff, I really just don't think about anything. So really... I, I would like to set myself up a little bit better at night for the following day, mm-hmm. but I just wait till 8 a.m. and I just tell myself that's good enough. Yeah, no, I mean, if it's before your meeting start, if it gives yeah. you, if you've got the time there to do it, then, you know, that's fine. Yep, totally. Um, so, and on a very rare occasion when I have a meeting at 8 a.m., I have mm-hmm. a Power Automate trigger that sends me an email uh, at the night before. So that okay. I can adjust my calendar and my daily review. I move it up to like 730 and stuff like that. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I love the fact that you're just like, yes, if I have a meeting, I have automation to notify me that, yep. oh, hey, you need to adjust things because you have a meeting in the morning. Yeah, it runs every, it runs every day at about 430. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, all it's doing is it's looking the next day and it's just looking at if I have a meeting outside of my normal work hours. Okay. It just triggers an email, and so it's really easy for me to go into my Google Calendar and move my daily because I I live and die, Kevin, by my by my calendar, right? Because like I do time blocking. So during my weekly oh, okay. review on Sundays, during my weekly review on Sundays, I time block my week ahead, and I do time blocking in terms of I put all my meetings on my calendar, mm-hmm. um, but then I also build in um, what I call performance blocks. Okay. So Performance yeah. blocks are basically like deep work, Cal Newport's um, kind of mm-hmm. theory of deep work. So I'm blocking out three hours of time to work on a project. Um, so those I build in those performance blocks. And then I also build in, um, think of them like batch blocks, like 
half an hour to work just on email, process email. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, half an hour to pay bills. So I, you know, I just mm-hmm. really um, try to um, build in these kind of like repetitive, the the menial tasks that we have to take care of all the time. Right, right. That, you know, I just would rather time block them. So, yeah, I time block all of my yeah. calendar during that weekly review. How many of your, your bills have you got on auto pay? You don't have to tell me specific bills. Yeah, but no. I, I yeah. You know, in order, like... I am terrible, even with a calendar mm-hmm. thing. It's like, I'll take care of that later. I'll take care of that later. Oh, crap, it's the next day, and now a bill's overdue. I've, yep. I've really been leveraging the, um, the okay, these are the days the bills get paid based yep. on, you know, when I get paid, and therefore I don't worry about it anymore because it's yeah. all just automated away. So almost all of my bills are automated, mm-hmm. um, but there's some that I just, I, so like, I, our mortgage is through a very small bank. So, uh, okay. And they're yeah. still they're still kind of old school. So like I cut a check for them. Um, right. Okay. You know, as much as I would prefer not to, they're kind of like I said, they're a real small regional bank, and they don't even yeah, yeah. do like bill pay out of theirs. Right. There's also some companies I just don't trust. I don't trust giving my that's bank fair. Account. Yeah. So like Comcast. I mean, I hate to say it, but like <laughs> oh, I. No. I will pay through their web portal, so I'll do mm-hmm. it, like, but I'm not giving them, like, I'm not going to have them auto-pay, auto-withdraw from my account. Like, there's just yeah. things like that. And then, of course, there's little things that, like, for example, we just had our driveway sealed, right? So yeah, they, sent, yeah. they sent a bill, and what I try to do is, as long as those companies don't require payment right away, they, they mm-hmm. just wait till my next weekly review, and then I just process them all at one time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I know how that goes. It's like, okay, yeah. here we go. Here's the bills. Let me just log on. At, at least my bank was acquired by or sold in antitrust things to another bank. Yeah. Um, we had two banks merge and then they're like, well, you have too many banks in the market. You got to fix that. And it's like, fine. And I'm, I don't like them. I don't like this yeah. new thing, but this new bank, but because they are a smaller bank, but they still have like, they still have online bill pay. So I can at least go in and say, okay, I'm going to set up from the bank. I'll pay Time Warner Cable because you're right. I don't trust the cable company with my with my yeah. information. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I will. I will. Yes. No. You will. You will automatically cut a check for this other thing. Um, God. And we won't even talk about how much my college kid, my kid's college, wants to set yeah. up and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hate ordering checks because I don't really use checks anymore, but mm-hmm. I just, I get like one box of checks a year because I know I'm going to pay the mortgage out of there. Yeah. And then, you know, I, the, you know, the little odds and ends of school stuff where I need to cut a check mm-hmm. for some activity fee or something like that. Yeah. But I really just love to have everything automated. And then as long as I can have some triggers that kind of remind me like, Hey, this is the month that Amazon prime comes out, you know, because that's right. once a year. And it just, yeah. just to kind of remind me that it's coming, but yeah, I really try to make it simple. Sergey, leave the recording. Oh, get away from that. Hold on for one second. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to break out the spray bottle. He's he was literally near the recording laptop and the cord that plugs in the receiver for the microphone. I'm like, no. I'll go clean the puddle up on the puddle off that desktop in a bit, but he's not there anymore. It's, you know, jeez. Oh, he was so good at the other interview. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else you're, you're, that, that falls into habits like that? 
Um, yeah, not really. I think that covers it. I mean, I rely a lot on the tools to mm-hmm. tell me when to do things just because the day can get so just out of, uh, you know, out of whack. And and I've got oh, yeah. a lot of tools that are monitoring. So, so, okay. So this is going to sound completely nuts and crazy, but Kevin, I've tracked mm-hmm. every minute of my time since <laughs> 2000 and oh my God. no, so I'm sorry, since 1998. So, oh my God, the data. Yeah, so I, oh my I God, have the data. I have years and years and years. So, so I used to track my time in fifteen-minute segments, mm-hmm. and this started by a college professor. Um, I was in a I was in a, a coding class, right. and I was uh, it was a a COBOL class, mm-hmm. and the professor gave us a one-week assignment to track our time in fifteen-minute increments. Right. And the, the the moral of the story at the end of the project was he wanted to, he wanted us to see how much time we were spending on stuff that we shouldn't have been spending our time on, right? And most of my classmates probably just figured, okay, that was kind of a dumb exercise or whatever. But I really gravitated to it. Like I learned mm-hmm. so much about myself and my habits, right? So I was instantly hooked. So Kevin, I used to walk around with like this little tiny notebook, little one. Remember those little yeah. flip notebooks? Like oh yeah. Pocket? yeah. And I tracked I all my here time. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I tracked all my time in 15-minute increments. Okay. And I did that for years and years and years. And the first company I worked for, they track, you know, we build by the hour. So so oh, okay. I already knew how to track time. I already knew how to, you know. Yeah, build. yeah, yeah. And so when I was talking about the Microsoft Access Database, that's where I mm-hmm. house all of my time history. And it's amazing to go back and look at friends, you know, everything from sleep to, you know, yeah. projects I worked on and how much time I put in and stuff like that. Now I track my time in five minute increments. So there, there's 12 segments in an hour. Um, so I track, uh, all my time in five. And, and again, this is a little OCD. Like this is, yeah, you know, this but... is just my, this is my love for data. This is just my oh. love for tracking and yeah, know, technology yeah. and stuff. So like I have things built into my system that tell me when I'm like not doing what I should be doing. Like mm-hmm. I track my sleep. And my system will tell me when, you know, hey, your sleep habits are getting out of whack. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, those are things that really kind of help me keep on course, too. Um, so mm-hmm. really, the moral story there is is like data is doing a lot of decision making for me. Um, I, I was a big fan of Chris Dancy. Um, I don't know if you I don't, I don't heard know of him. If I, I... He, uh, Wired Magazine named him one of the most connected humans on okay. Earth or something back in like the early 2000s and basically mm-hmm. he wore all these sensors on his body he wore like okay. a fitbit and he wore mm-hmm. these heart monitors and he wore them like 24 hours a day they tracked all of his body data and all this kind of stuff yeah yeah and i really got some great inspiration from that and i said you know if i could just have data to, like the ultimate goal kevin is i want mm-hmm. data to tell me what to do every day i want my data <laughs> okay. to tell me yeah I yeah, want, yeah 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 I would love for a system to look at everything I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And then when I wake up in the morning, I want it to, I want artificial intelligence to tell me what I should be working on. Here's your day. Here's your time right, blocks. Right. Like I want, that's the level of automation and intelligence I want in my system. So a lot of my personal data, my time tracking data mm-hmm. helps me do a lot of that. So yeah. I, now I'm most people when they hear stuff like the... that, they think I'm crazy. <laughs> They're like, Oh my God, you've been tracking time for that long. It's like ridiculous. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh, think the pretty pictures I could make with that data. Yeah, yeah. Right. The the oh, I see we're we're in that. Are we in that mood, Sergey? Thank I'll you. Put for, it around. He just 
uh, kicked my um I put a hard shell on my really expensive headphones oh, on yeah. my AirPods Max and those the floor. Um considering that earlier this week he um he pitched Ursula's iPad mini off the counter and it landed face down on a bottle of honey he had already thrown off the counter and shattered <laughs> the screen. Right? It's, oh jeez. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, no, you don't move the backpack. I uh, yes. I was I was really inspired by Stephen Wolfram of Wolfram Alpha. Oh yeah, um, he he's also a self tracker. We we call ourselves self trackers, or they, yeah. maybe you've heard of the quantified self movement. Yes, yes, um, yeah. So you know, I'm I'm a QSer. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I track a lot of other things other than just my time. But um, Stephen Wolfram has a great blog post out there, and he tracked like all of his keystrokes for like twenty years. Wow. And he tracked all of his like words. I know Ursula tracks her words that she writes. Right, but you know, not the same words. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this guy he like and you know he's he's uh, he's a genius, but like mm-hmm. he tracked all of these different things around like keystrokes and all this kind of stuff and he he created these really awesome visualizations. Right. And I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." And so sometimes I'll drop my data into like Power BI. And mm-hmm. I'll just create like little cool charts and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and I love Power BI has a thing called influencers, which right. if you put data points against each other, it'll tell you mm-hmm. what data points are influencing other data points. Okay. So yeah, I'm a nerd, Kevin. Yeah, in case you haven't noticed. That's, that's, so I I work for a company whose whose whole thing is to allow companies, people, whatever, to collect and analyze their data. I work for Elastic. Come on. You know, yeah. we are search. Everything is a search problem at the end of the yeah. day when you about yeah. that sort of thing. And so, I mean, would I work there if I wasn't already sort of interested in that sort of thing? Probably yeah. not. I mean, <laughs> yep. you know, it's, and it's really interesting. Some of the problems is I'm sitting there thinking now, if I took all of your data and we put it into an Elasticsearch store, and then we re- we can use Kibana to generate the pretty graphs, and then we can see what we can do with the machine learning, and yeah. what triggers and alarms we can set up in there. And yeah, no, I, I I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. I I don't have the wherewithal to do my own tracking at that level. Yeah. Like I had to stop tracking my sleep because I learned how to turn off my alarm in my sleep because it's on my, you know, it's on my watch, yep. which is my sleep yep. tracker. And so it's like, right. okay, we can't do that anymore. You know, I'm late. That's the great thing is yeah. there's so many tools out there now that make time tracking so easy. Oh yeah. I mean, your, your phone, your mobile phone, both Android mm-hmm. and iOS now have the digital wellness stuff that tracks oh, how yeah. long you're on apps and stuff like that. So like, again, you, through automation, and stuff, I can pull all this data from all these different sources from Fitbit to see how long I spent exercising and all this kind of stuff. Just yeah, bring yeah. it all together, my sleep data, so I know my sleep times. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so easy now compared to 20 years ago when I was manually logging in a notebook. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, so. or even when I when I uh, first got my type 2 diagnosis and I was having to do finger sticks and then I'd have to write it yep. down to figure out what my trends were and things like that. Now I've got the the... Uh, constant glucose monitor that I can just yep. scan and here's the last four hours data and it's got in the app I've got you know uh, the lat all the Sergey all the data for the the current sensor sensor lasts about two weeks and and so it's um uh, you know that's the sort of data like you either if you're the right kind of person it can tell you so much yeah if you're the right kind of person 
it can tell you, it may be telling you more than you need it to, and you make the wrong decisions because you're now obsessed over those data points, you know? Yep. Um, Yep. Also, I'm I'm excited because I keep hearing rumors that uh, the next Apple Watch will have a glucose sensor. So, which would just be like I don't know how they do it. But I, what what that was okay? That was a battery. Are you satisfied? What well, it's we'll go upstairs in a little bit. He gets like this. Um, but uh, uh, you know, for me, that's like okay. Now I don't have to put a new sensor on every mm-hmm. two weeks, maybe, or if there it's integrated right. in because the app for the glucose monitor is not integrated to the Apple Health or any of that, which is annoying, but, yeah. you know. Um, but it's well, great when I'm able to see how much stuff I get done in a week, and I can correlate it to mm-hmm. how much sleep I got, or, yeah. how many, or how many meetings I was in in a week. Like, you know, I can actually tell my manager, like, here's, you know, here's the number of hours I was in meetings this week compared mm-hmm. to the same period a week ago, month over month, year over year, you know, <laughs> be able to say, you know, hey, I'm in more meetings, therefore I'm getting less, you know, tasks done because, right. of, you know, I have data to, to prove it. So, you know, yeah, like yeah. they say, um, you know, uh, in God we trust, uh, everybody else bring data. So, right, uh, right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the way I look at it. Because um, I, I use data to try to drive my productivity. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I mean, there are so many things that should be data-driven, Um and even in my field where we say, well, we're making data-driven decisions, often we're not. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're massaging the data to, and I, I say my field is in, you know, the IT field uh, overall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that sometimes uh, it is biased data. Um, yeah. You know, I had one manager who was dead set on a very, very particular solution for a thing, and while he didn't go out of his way to, like, sabotage any efforts... He also made it very difficult for anything but that solution to be empirically proven to be the right solution. So, right. you know, I remember a few years ago, people freaked out because Microsoft came out with that product. And I can't remember what it's called now, but it would like tracked workers productivity, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I forgot the name of the tool. Uh, oh, Delve. It was called Delve, D-E-L-V-E. Mm-hmm. And people. My manager's going to know how many emails I send and everything. I looked at it completely the opposite. I was like, this is right. awesome, dude. Give me the data. Like, <laughs> show me where I'm spending my time. I don't even, and I tell my employees, you know, my, my director reports, I'm like, I really, at the end of the day, I don't care what you're doing. You get your work done. I'm cool. Like, I'm good. Right. Right. Um, but guys, by tracking that stuff, like, it opens mm-hmm. up so much visibility to, like, how your workflow and mm-hmm. how you work. And then you really start to understand, especially this day and age when a lot of us are remote now, it's like, mm-hmm. When are my best times to work? When am I most oh, yeah. productive? Yeah. You know, and I think the world, like I don't know, our company grew a ton over the last year and a half because I think <laughs> we opened up and unleashed people's ability to be more creative when they wanted to be, mm-hmm. and you know, and an ability to work when they wanted to. So I think some of those people analytics that companies oh, yeah. are really trying to push for, as long as they don't abuse it and use it as a negative, yeah. they could get so much benefit themselves and their employees get so much benefit of understanding like mm-hmm. here's how you work like here's how you work yeah. and there's nothing wrong with you know if you're meeting your objectives and your goals there's there's nothing wrong to show what that data looks like yeah and i i think the there's always the fear that it will be abused somehow mm-hmm. and i remember at the the start of all this wave your hands in the air to encompass all this um like march of last year when 
I was starting to see companies like companies come out going, monitor your remote workforce. Here is here are the tools to make sure that they are working and not goofing off when they're supposed to be working to remote view screens and watch for this and that and the other. Mm. And I'm like, if you don't trust your employees to work when they're supposed to work and feel the need to monitor their screens to make sure they're that, then I really feel sorry for your employees. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah. So I'm sure the same companies that firmly believe that if you're not, in an office, in a chair, in front of a computer, you're not actually working. And I think a lot have been proven wrong in the last right. year, which is yep. which is nice. I agree. Yeah. Groovy. So I think we already know what your day looks like. <laughs> yeah. you've, you've got your you've got your morning your morning review, and then yep. you're either going into meetings or you're starting deep work. Yep. That's yeah. That's that's fair. Yep. That's yeah. pre- that's pretty much it. Yep. And I'm I'm pretty dead set on ending work at a certain time, and I come right. home, and I have family time, and then I do do some some work at night occasionally, but you know I try to leave the night for more like hobbies and other interests. Yeah, yeah. Any good ones started uh, over the last year? Um. Uh, like like fun stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. So, um, I got into a game called Stratomatic. It's okay. a it's a board game, and okay. it's it's a it's a baseball simulation game. Okay. So I'm a little bit of a sports fan, not like too diehard, but I you know I like mm-hmm. I like basketball and baseball, and I worked for a professional basketball team for five years, so oh, like yeah. sports so, are in my blood and stuff. But yeah. there's this company that's been around for like sixty years, and it's called Stratomatic, and they're based somewhere mm-hmm. on the East Coast, and it's a baseball simulation game. It's a dice game. It's a dice okay. simulation okay. game. So you get all these historical player cards and all this kind of stuff. And of course their, their company has some really cool data scientists in it. Oh yeah. And what they do is they come up with all these different, you know, basically statistical driven, you know, so, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's, it's a card and dice game essentially. Yeah. And um, I picked it up last summer during quarantine and I really got addicted to it. It was a lot of fun. I was playing with 90s baseball team. I'm stuck in the 90s, Kevin. I, I love That's 90s fun. music and 90s movies. So I had like this collection of like 90s baseball teams. <laughs> and I was playing them against each other and stuff. And it it's actually really realistic. You go through. Yeah. So I was like, oh, what are the scores going to be like 32 to 16? No, because of the roll of the dice and the way they mm-hmm. built the game, it's like realistic. And it's a lot of fun. So I like baseball simulation games. So at night... I do a lot of um, sports simulation mm-hmm. games, sports football simulation games. There's a game called Out of the Park Baseball, which is a computer-based uh, okay. simulation game. So those are kind of that's kind of like my nighttime. Did you, did you fall into the blaze ball? No, oh. no. I have some friends who are really into because that it's like fantasy baseball, but like leaning heavily on the fantasy. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, so, like, uh, there's, you know, when they talk about the, what, like, the Chicago Dragons or whatever, literally yeah. dragons or, you yeah. know. Oh, and, cool. And players can be undead and zombies, and but oh. it's all it's sort it's, of, it, so it's like fantasy baseball, like you would do normally, but, like, heavy on the fantasy, and it's yeah. just, uh, it, it was going across a lot of my friends, like, just caught on, like, wildfire. Really? Wow, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of. Yeah. Wild fire, yeah. Um, so that one might be worth looking into. I'm very yeah. sorry for giving you an addiction. 
I <laughs> apologize for nothing. Um, but uh, yeah, okay, it's cool. I mean, I just spent a weekend in a castle with nothing but board games and friends. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, I'm, yeah. I'm down, right? Yeah, I haven't played board games. I mean, we'll play Monopoly once in a while, but like, Right. I really don't play any board games. So last year it was just kind of weird. I happened to stumble across this game mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. And it's just been a lot of fun and I'm still playing it. So, yeah, no, we, I, I have this collection of things to play and it really it's just me and Ursula. So like all the people we would normally sort of play it with, yep. uh, we've been completely out of touch with for the yep, last, you know, or with, yeah. at least not out, out of touch is the wrong term out of touching distance yes yeah yeah so i also play stadia i like Mm -hmm. um i like video gaming but i don't have time to like sit down with an xbox so i love google stadia i i Mm -hmm. love it i think it's great i love that i can play on any device at any time so if i want to play on my my big tv i can but if i want to play on my mobile device i can so i have a and i'm I'm a Stadia Pro subscriber, so every month mm-hmm. I get new games and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, I grew up a gamer, you know, but really as I got older, I didn't just I don't have time to sit down and play super hardcore console games. Like I can't play Call of Duty, right? But I'll play Call of Duty on my phone, right? You know, so it's like yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I need casual games like that where I can mm-hmm. just kind of you know I get not get too invested in it. But um, so I like Stadia because they have a lot of indie titles that are just like. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they have some like Super Bomberman, which is a lot of fun. And oh yeah, and those are games you can just kind of sit down. And it's like, yeah, I just want to unwind for a half an hour, and I'm just going to play, you know, some indie game. This is a lot of fun. You know, so. I, I have a lot of those on like my iPad, or um, I, I have a Switch, and you know, there are several longer games that I want to play and have not had the the mental capacity to do in the evenings. Like, so I'm the same way. It's like, I want something I can pick up. I can maybe play, you know, a couple levels, a couple rounds yep. and then put it back down because that's all the, the cognitive capacity I have at that point. You know, yes, I, I have really a, want to finish Pokemon sword, but yeah. who has time. Yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to say this to you. I have a game mm-hmm. recommendation for you. Uh-oh. It's on, it's a mobile game. Okay. And it's a clicker game. So it's, oh. it's, it doesn't require any thought at all, and it's <laughs> called it's called Egg, so E G G, Inc. I N C Egg Egg Inc. And it's a chicken game. You it you, is. You hatch chickens, and mm-hmm. they 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 then lay eggs, and then you sell the eggs, and, and it's, you just and you just have to tap furiously all, to keep the chickens and the eggs flowing. Yeah. Yes, um, but they updated the game now, so all you have to do is hold down on the button. You don't even have to like click that's it. Okay. Yeah. But it's a passive game, and and it's about chickens. So I thought of you. Yeah. No, I I um I played it when it first came out. Okay. All right. So you're um, familiar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I switched from Android back to iOS, and I haven't checked to see if it's if it's on iPhone or um. Uh, iPad yet, but but yeah, no, I'm I'm familiar. There's also um, uh, Cheeky Chooks on Steam, which is a a you know it's, it's the usual sort of resource thing, except the whole thing is you're building the best like chicken enclosure with like multiple coops and hatching different yeah. types and things like yeah. that. You know, I'll play that every so often just because I don't get enough of that in my daily life or anything. Right. <laughs> I love those kind of games. Like I love Sim City, yeah. and I love you know, uh, part you know, theme park tycoon and stuff like that, where you build yeah. 
like those are the kind of games I'm more into now as I'm older and don't have much time. So yeah, and the, the nice thing about those is you can just save and go away. It's not yep, right. Where's yes. my next save point? What do you mean it's another hour away? I want to sleep now. Yeah, I don't have time. For yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. So wow, okay, that's fun. Yeah. Are you are you ready for the um for the fun ones? Yeah, yeah, I think I, I know what's coming. Go ahead. I love these questions. I love these questions. So, what's the best advice you would? Uh, what's the best advice you've been given, or and or uh, the best advice uh, you'd give somebody else? Mm. Um. Well, I guess it kind of follows a little bit of the theme of what I was talking mm-hmm. about earlier, and that's you know I think everybody should you should come in with a plan. Um, yeah. You know, I think, you know, if I just get deep for like one quick second mm-hmm. back when I first got into productivity, mm-hmm. my life was a mess. Like <laughs> I was broke. I was in a job I hated. I didn't know where I was going or what I was doing. And by listening to those first few podcasts with David Allen and then mm-hmm. listening and getting into the Franklin Covey system. Oh yeah. And again, yeah. I know this is like super old school, but like literally started... if you go back and you read the Franklin like the way the Franklin mm-hmm. Covey planner was designed. Oh yeah. It it really started for the first time in my life forcing me to come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do my daily reviews, right? Yep. Is because I want to start the day with a plan. That's why I do my weekly reviews because when I'm done with my weekly review, I feel like light as a feather. Because I just like everything's off my mind. I've got everything all like everything's in its place and I just feel better. So I I just think like having a plan is the best advice I got from David Allen and Stephen Covey. Right. Um, And, and kind of what I try to tell, you know, my kids, right. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a plan. Um, You know, I try to tell my coworkers that, Mm -hmm. and I, I think it's just super, it doesn't have to be, crazy rigid you don't have to be like me you don't have to have all these automations and yeah, stuff. just yeah. grab a piece of paper if you're if you're a physical person just plan your day out because i think it just it sets you up for success yeah and and even if like my weekly review i do do a weekly review it's when i take what's on my calendar and i move it to my planner page and i print it out mm-hmm. right so that i i do pre-plan my weeks and yep. so that i can look at that and i have my my i'm a little behind this week because i was at the castle and all that so I haven't really checked off all my dailies like I should. Um, like I have to play catch up with that after mm-hmm. the call or tomorrow morning or something. But um, yeah, going in saying, here are the things I want to accomplish. Here are the things that have to happen. Those time blocks that are, are just the thing. Like, you know, I have the meeting on this day. I have these meetings on that day. All of those. Okay, those are, you know, how do I move things? You know, how am I going to get these other important things done with with the constraints that I have to be at these certain places and times. And it's, it's making even a rudimentary plan that I can change on a whim because they rescheduled something is, you know, really useful. One habit I got into, one habit I got into in, in college was Mm -hmm. I, I worked two days ahead. So today's a Wednesday, right? So today Mm -hmm. at work, I was working on planning for meetings I'm having on Friday. Um, okay. and this goes with the planning theme, right? This mm-hmm. is so that, you know, it's not, 
Friday at 11 a.m. or 10:59 a.m. and I'm about to go into 11 a.m. meeting, I'm like, "Oh shit, what's this meeting about? I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not ready." You know what I did today was I looked at Friday and I said, "What means do I have coming up? What do I need to prepare?" And again, sometimes it's only 10 minutes. You know, it's like yeah, I, yeah. it might just be a check-in meeting, but at least I, in my head, have planned in advance mm-hmm. so that when I get to Friday. I already know what that means about. I already know what I want to say because I jotted some, down some notes a couple of days early, so I'm not stressed about it. Right, right. right? And on Friday, in between my means, I'm working on Tuesday. I'm working on, you know, what means do I have mm-hmm. Tuesday? What do I need to prepare for? Because sometimes, you know, you got to whip together a quick PowerPoint deck oh, or yeah. you know, something like that. So, you know, instead of scrambling, I'm trying to teach my eldest daughter that she's going off to college <laughs> here in about a month. And I'm trying to remind her, like, you got to work a couple of days ahead of yourself so you're not cramming, right? You're not like, right, stressing right. at the last minute. And I really think that that goes into that planning element, mm-hmm. which is just it, for you, maybe it's not two days, maybe it's three days, or maybe it's just a day ahead you need to be or something like that. But yeah, just yeah. try to be mindful of staying ahead. I think that's super beneficial. Yeah. Not, I mean, I was presenting to the, to my group, uh, department my team i don't even know what we call it anymore just my group and you know i put the slide deck together you know three or four days in advance so that i could now that didn't mean that i wasn't five minutes before (laughs) yeah you know presenting not tweaking it and making you know and and adjusting a font or something but um you know taking the time to say okay i'm going to sit down i'm going to do this now and that gives me all this time to adjust if i need to yep you know, or, or tune it. That is really valuable. Yeah. Because there's times yeah. between, between the time you start planning for something and when it mm-hmm. happens, it also gives your brain time to come up with new ideas around it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. today when I was thinking about this meeting I have on Friday at 11 AM tomorrow, because I'll sleep on it now and my brain will process mm-hmm. it. And we'll think about it just naturally tomorrow. I may walk in and say, yeah, you know, I want to add something to that real quick. That I'm my I'm not my yeah. schedule isn't so rigid that it doesn't allow that. It actually it really helps me because now yeah. tomorrow I might go in there and I might make some adjustments because I had some time to think about it. Because if you're just rushing through things, that's really you haven't given your brain enough time to really process what you're yeah. trying to communicate or get down yeah. or things like that. Uh, one of the things I like about our company, uh, because we were we were remote before remote was cool. Um, yeah. I come in and there's already a culture around we're having a meeting, we need to record it. Yep. Right. So even if it's in a time zone I'm not in or I have to miss it, I can go watch it. Or if I want to go back and review it later, like, did we say this in that meeting? Okay, let's go look. Yep. Right. So, I mean, that's that's really valuable as well, having that sort of a review available as you mm-hmm. go through it. Because if, if I've got a day with, like, four meetings in a row, which kill me um but i can't i can't process it all like about the time i'm really starting to get excited or or uh, an understanding of what was happening in meeting number three it's time for four right you know so oh yeah now for the really fun ones these are the ones you were thinking were coming yeah um sad one first (laughs) um how do you, or, or um, yeah, how, what do you do uh, and how do you handle failure or when you miss a goal? 
you know, um, I'm pretty consistent on this with what I tell, you know, mm-hmm. people who report to me at work, my direct reports mm-hmm. is, um, uh, I think what Reed Hoffman from LinkedIn might've said it years ago or someone said, I can't remember, but it was mm-hmm. like, you know, fail fast, um, yes. you know, fail forward. Um, so I really see like missed goals. I don't, I do not beat myself about it. I don't beat myself up about it. Right, I, right. I really don't. I'm, I'm the, one of the most easygoing guys, uh, on the face of the earth because if I missed, if I missed a goal or something, it's either because I just misjudged how long mm-hmm. it was going to take or, you know, so that's a learning opportunity. Uh, I just use that as a, Hey, next time I got to do a test like that. And this is where the benefit of time tracking has really helped me in my life because mm-hmm. I, I get a good idea of how long a project or type of project will take, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I miss a goal or anything or I fail, I really try to be mindful of that fail. You know, I'm failing forward. I'm learning right. from it. Um, I you know, As long as I fail fast and I um, pick myself up, um, I certainly don't have any problems with that. There's things I certainly get in a rut about and I have mm-hmm. a hard time getting out of um, that, you know, I definitely, you know, struggle with sometimes and try to try to work my way through. And that can often be really frustrating and can kind of knock me back. But then I really just try to think like, maybe I should put that aside for now. Maybe I shouldn't think about that instead of just like always rehashing it. That's just not going to help anybody or help me. So, yeah, Um, I have pills to help with that. So, yeah, 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 a lot of different ways you can handle things like that. And uh, I I get my serotonin in a little yellow pill every day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, other side of the coin, yeah. um, the fun question, right? Yeah. Do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how? So fun question, but it's actually got a negative consequence for me. Okay. Um, so I, I have an issue, Kevin, I use food as a motivator. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, here, here's me. We're going to get a little, a little, little, not dark, but a little deep. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be vulnerable for a second. Um, you know, I I will admit, um, and I admit to my wife and and some close personal friends that mm-hmm. I use food as a reward system. And okay. yeah, but but that's not good for me. That's really not. And it's a it's a it's a very bad uh, positive reinforcement that I'm trying to break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Unfortunately, food also becomes a, a negative reward as well, or it becomes right. a, um, when something bad happens, I use it as a, it's an emotional trigger for me. It's also a, gotcha. Um, gotcha. it's also a performance trigger for me. So mm-hmm. it's easy for me to like wake up in the morning and be like, man, I had a kick ass day yesterday. I got a lot of shit done. You know what? I'm going to stop and get, you know, two breakfast burritos and, you know, and a Coke right, and right. I'm going to eat that on the way to work because I deserve it. You know, yeah, 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 um, yeah, 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 and so that's been hugely detrimental to my health, mm-hmm. and it's something I I really struggle with, and I try to like not do. But why I tell you, it's the the mind is a very powerful thing, and mm-hmm. it you know it's the things like that that are really hard to break. And then on the flip side, I'll do it, I'll do it on the I'll use it as a coping mechanism as well. So right. if I have a really bad day, it's funny I'm using the mm-hmm. same reward for two very different sides of the coin. (laughs) So if I have a super shitty day, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to go drown myself in, you know, two quarter pounders, you know, it's like, yeah. And so I'm really, 
you know, Kevin, I'm I'm really mm-hmm. trying to work hard on getting away from that and trying to find other things that um I can reward myself with. You know, playing those games we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sitting down and, and playing that board game, you know, yeah, yeah. is a way for me to just say, Hey, I'm gonna have some fun. I'm gonna do mm-hmm. something different. But I really do need to find more of those kind of things. Um, because the, the food has been yeah. a, it's been a hamperance mm-hmm. for years in this, in this regard. And so to the truthful answer to your question is mm-hmm. I've used food as a reward and it's not a good thing for me, but yeah. boy, I tell you the power of the human psyche is incredibly hard to beat. Yes. Yeah. And, um, so I'm going to put a trigger warning on this one specifically because of the statements I'm about to make. Okay. Yep. Um, I've been watching physical on Apple TV. And part of it is the lead character has an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And that's her coping mechanism. She's under an extreme amount of stress. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. She binges on what the equivalent is three quarter pounder meals. And mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, uh, how do I, 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 I can't find a, a way to put this, but, you know, finger down her throat. Right. That's her coping mechanism. And then she feels terrible about it right after it. Um, But at the same time, it's, you know, that it's such a difficult thing to work with because we need food. Food is necessary. We're allowed to enjoy food, but then we're not. Right. Right. You know, too much of a good thing. Um, Yeah, it's a tough one. It it is. And and I, you know, I have. I have not been diagnosed or anything for mm-hmm, with any mm-hmm. kind of eating disorder, but I know myself and I yeah. know that I've got an issue there and a problem there. And I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to fight it just through pure willpower, which is a, a horrible way to fight through things, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm trying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm aware. I'm aware. Yeah. So it's, it's really, it, and so, you know, I'm at a stage now in a point where it's like, I'm trying to find more balance. So going for nightly walks for an hour mm-hmm. around the lake, right? Yeah. It, it at least is telling myself that, yeah, I had a bad day because I rewarded myself, but now I'm going to get some exercise. I'm going to try to make mm-hmm. a healthy adjustment to yep. what I did. And, you know, I'll go through ups and downs um, of like, I'll go, you know, two weeks by being very good and not rewarding mm-hmm. myself in that way and finding other ways to reward myself. Right. But, right. you know, human nature uh, you know, I'll revert mm-hmm. back or whatever. So it's really just oh, yeah. trying to get that all under control and trying to mm-hmm. um, find other ways to reward myself. Um, yeah. You know, it's weird, Kevin. I was telling someone else this the other day, a really good friend of mine. You know, I, I really feel like I've got a lot of things in a good place in my life. Like mm-hmm. I can do anything professionally. You know, I can, right? yeah. I've worked my way up the ladder. I've done some mm-hmm. great things professionally. If you tell me to go build something, I could do it. There's yeah, only yeah. one thing in my life, one thing, Kevin, that I have <laughs> not been able to get under control, and that's my weird, I'm going to say addiction, but I don't know what it is, yeah, my yeah, weird yeah. fascination with food. But it's weird because, like I said, mentally, Kevin, I'm strong, man. I could, oh, yeah, I could yeah. think I could problem solve the worst things in the world. I could you know, do whatever, but, man, it's that one thing that, that holds me back. And unfortunately, as it relates to productivity, I use it as a reward system. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I could start sending you like lists of foods to use as a reward that aren't. I mean, I have these lists from when we were doing Kevin and Ursley cheap, and let yeah. me tell you something. Yeah. 
I really like a nice can of spicy menudo, but I don't know if too many people other <laughs> else who do, right? Or, yeah, right. You know? <laughs> right. I will take any help I can get. You send me any list you got. Here you go. Let me, let me, yeah, let me send you my Chinese supplier for yak penis. And, um, (laughs) I, I don't recommend that to anybody. I really don't. Um, so (laughs) with, and then with my luck, it would start to catch on and I'd find boutique yak penis shops in the mall or something. I'd be like, well, that's, that's, I've, I've ruined that for everyone. Um, anyway, so yeah, no, it, that's, food is always a hard one with that. Yep. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm very sympathetic. I've potatoes of all things are my downfall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, and it, it's like, um, and it's specifically, I think American potatoes. I love French fries. Yeah. I, tater tots. I love waffle house hash browns. They're terrible for me. They're yeah. absolutely the worst for my blood sugar, for the starches and all that. And, and, you know, I, I find myself, you know, being like, I shouldn't eat this. And then suddenly the whole package of McDonald's fries is gone. You know, same. it's not the same sort of thing, but, you know, everybody has something that they struggle with like that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No shame. Uh, You know, but again, I try not, try not to be too hard on myself. You know, I'm not going to sit here and beat myself up about it because I don't want to make it worse. I just need to make small corrections and, you know, not say, like the worst thing to do is go, you know, go cold turkey on it because that's like oh, yeah, super exactly. detrimental. So it's like if I can just make small adjustments or find other things that satisfy mm-hmm. that that spike in my brain for when I need to reward myself. Because we should all do that. We should yeah. reward ourselves for our accomplishments. Um, you know, this isn't the 1980s in in terms of like business <laughs> and stuff. Like, oh you know, this God. isn't this isn't 1980s IBM. We should be rewarding ourselves for getting things done at work. We should be right. rewarding our teams. But how do we do that at work? When we were all together as a team, we would have a pizza party and donuts. You know, yeah. it was like, how do we reward our teams at work? It was always through food and parties and stuff. It's yeah, like, exactly, exactly. What are other ways we can do that, and then on an individual level, mm-hmm. you know, as well? So, yeah, yeah. So I'm working on it, and we'll just see what happens. I may, I may start giving myself permission to assemble some of these Lego sets I have, and not just save them for like it's been a really crappy weekend. Yeah, right. So, yep. Yep. you know. Like I have this gorgeous, uh, what is it? It's it's a it's not Lego, but Lego compatible set that I kicked that was a Kickstarter for a dice rolling tower. Oh, cool! But it's a wizard's tower at the same yeah. time. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, and I'm, it's like, why am I saving that for like a special day? Yeah. Right. You know? Right. right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, finding those little things or uh, allow myself to buy the unlocked version of that one game I play a lot of right. instead, of yes. the, instead of the ad-supported version. Yeah, if I just set a little slush fund for myself with just a mm-hmm. little bit of money in it, that's definitely something I could see, you know, um, yeah. that, you know, it'd be fun to to do things like that. Like, you know, I like playing Clash of Clans, right? So if, like, oh, you know, if I could just buy, you know, 100 more gems, I could, you know. So if I use that, yeah, maybe yeah. instead of just, like, impulsively doing that at night when I'm like, oh, I want to play this game and I'm going to buy 100 gems, if I set up a reward <laughs> system for myself, like I know you use you use Habitica, right? Um, if I, I did. Recall. I did. I I've, did. I've, okay. I've backed off on that one because it doesn't. For what I'm doing in my needs, it doesn't integrate as the way I'd sure. like it. I, I need to go like dig into the APIs and see how it's changed recently. But, yeah. but what I like about things like that, like if I could find a way to gamify some of my life and my productivity, right. 
mm-hmm. to be able to say when I reach some sort of level, mm-hmm. quote unquote level, then I unlock, you know, I unlock something. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah so yeah, if yeah. I could turn my productivity in my life into a little bit of like a game and just say, mm-hmm. oh, when I reach level 20, I unlock, you know, $100 so I can buy 500 gems in my game or whatever. They have a very robust REST API. I may have just, like, un, you know, just, you know, called the, the, I'm trying to think of the right, you know, I might have just unleashed the hounds. And, like, here is their very, very robust. I mean, it's amazing some of the things I've seen people yeah. just integrate with that API. So it, it might actually be possible. So I wasn't familiar with that app until I heard you talking about it. <laughs> I, did, I did give it yeah. a try last year. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I just didn't build the habit to keep it going, but like right. an app, and I know there's some other ones too. There's one called Life RPG, I believe, yeah. where it's, it's also very customizable and you build your goals mm-hmm. in it and then you unlock these badges or whatever and things like yeah, that. So yeah. it's like, I might need to incorporate something like that into my kind of life so that I mm-hmm. can track it. And then, cause like you, I like games mm-hmm. and I like unlocking yeah, new levels yeah. and, and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. So if I use that, maybe that might help. So. Yeah, it might be. It's it's worth looking into. And since you're already under, have the the automation and the integration mindset around things, you know, it's mm-hmm. worth looking at the developer docs or the APIs to see how you could maybe connect it and um, be like, okay, now when I'm in a meeting, you know, I it's there's a I get a little tick box, but when I'm in, you know, when I get that deep work and I can some provable or whatever that it's like. Ding, here's the big the big thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We've been all over the place. Yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a charity you want us to support? Um uh well the American Cancer Society okay, um, yeah. is the Fuck one cancer. I always default to. Yep. I <laughs> yep. A family history of colon cancer. Um and my mom had it at a very she had stage three at a very, very young age. She's a 25 year survivor. So, um, but my, my grandpa passed away from it and my family's got a history of polyps and stuff like that. So I always, um, am, am, and I know there's colon cancer specific, uh, charities. So I definitely try to seek those out, but at the end of the day, um, you know, any, any money we can put towards curing cancer is, uh, I feel money well spent. Yeah. Been some, some recent, I want to say, breakthroughs because of mRNA RNA therapies, like with the COVID vaccine, yeah. that are starting to be like, okay, we may actually have cures for certain types, because what people don't realize is that every single type of cancer is very different, and there yep. is no yes, one will cure it all. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I started getting colonoscopies when I was 25, and believe me, that's not a good, oh, uh, yeah. that's not a good thing to talk about at parties. Um, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm 25 and I had a camera stuck up my ass last week. Um, but did you get paid for it? And where can we watch the video? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Normally you pay double for that on Thursday. Um, for that kind of action. Uh, no, but really in all honesty, I always tell people, um, if you're due, Mm -hmm. if you have a family history of it, talk Mm -hmm. to your doctor and get screening because if they catch it early, the chances of survival of colon cancer, if it's caught early, are astronomical. And we've had several celebrities in the last year, um, yeah. and their names are slipping me, who passed away from colon cancer. One of them, mm-hmm. he was like 45, and I forgot his name. 
Um, but he passed away last year. So I'm always trying to raise awareness around colon cancer and colon cancer awareness. The blue ribbon. Um, I always thought it should be a brown ribbon, Kevin. But anyways, <laughs> um, it's blue. Uh, so, but colon cancer awareness. I I just tell everybody out there in, in your audience, um, if you're at high risk, get get screened. It's I I just turned fifty this year, so it's my year. Yep, uh, you're I'm, due. I'm, yeah, I'm due. It's just finding the uh, the doctor. You know, get yes, an appointment. Right. So. Yep. You should have saw the the insurance company when my doctor when I was 25 she wrote out a referral for me to get a colonoscopy and the um the insurance company denied it because they're like he's 25 and the doctor replied back and said yeah his mom had it at 32 they're like okay yeah. approved yeah <laughs> right approved it. Yeah, yeah yeah so um so yeah talk to your doctor <laughs> talk to your insurance company if you're at high risk and yeah. they'll they'll pay for it and and the prep is is hard. The prep for colonoscopy is difficult. It's a it's a day and a half process, and you spend most of your time in the bathroom. As, as um, I believe Ursula said when she had to have something along those lines, is the, the her doctor said, "Drink this and don't make any plans for the rest yes, of the day." Yes, yep. You don't. Yeah. You take off of work, and yep. and all of my the companies I work for have always been you know very accommodated about that. Obviously, like because I'll always say things like, "Oh, I'll still be on email," and they're like. No, you won't. Don't, like, no, don't even no. try because you're no. going to be in the bad. And it is, it is true. Mm-hmm. But the the prep is is very very important. And um, oh yeah, it's all part of the process. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's not fun, and that's why a lot of people avoid it. But and and nowadays, the first couple I had, they don't put you on. They didn't put me under. Uh, so, oh dear God. Yeah, <laughs> they they put you on like a really like a light sedative. Mm-hmm. But now now that they they put you under, so you, you wake up and you don't even know that you were anally probed. Yeah, okay. Which is much better than alien abductees. So, you know, I, we were just in Point Pleasant. We stopped Point Pleasant on the way home, uh, West Virginia. So, you know, I'm, I've still got Mothman and alien visitors stuck in my head. Um, yep. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so awesome. Um, thank you so much. Like, thank you for offering to, to come on the show. Uh, it's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for taking the time out. Oh, yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, oh, anytime you want to come back, just say the word. We'll make it happen. Okay, cool. All right, yeah. Awesome. And, uh, and for the people at home, we'll be right back after this. thank you to Bob for coming on the show and hanging out and chatting and all that good stuff. Had a great time. And I think he did too. So this week, our badge code is blue ribbon. And so you can go to productivityalchemy.com and type in the word blue ribbon, all one word, and it will give you today's, well, this week's badge. And if you want to find out more about badges, you can find out everything about badges, what they are, how you get them, mm-hmm. why you want them at yes. productivityalchemy.com. Yes. 
You can also find another link. Kevin, what is that other link? Oh, uh, that other link says um, says support, and that's a place where you can throw money at us if you want to, but don't. Yes, we would prefer you not. We are yep. doing great. Yeah. All is well. Uh, the new book just came out, so, you know. Yeah. No, it's... it's um, yeah, it's all good. And there, there are people and organizations that need it much more than we do. And as Bob said, um, this week's charity is the American Cancer Society, specifically um, their work on colon cancer. Very important. Yes, and you can go over to um, cancer.org, and it basically the moment you say you go to that website, it will give you an opportunity to donate. Um, and uh, and for God's sakes, if you're in that age range, get your get somebody to look up your butt with a camera. I know I'm supposed to schedule mine. Kevin, you have not scheduled yours? No, there's been a pandemic on. Yes, there is, but it's very important. Yes, I know it's very important. My and mother had precancerous polyps, and but the yes. ACA meant she could get a screening for the first time ever, and they, they found the polyps and got them out and so, totally yeah. saved her, her butt, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. It's something I need to do. I've been... I, I have been remiss in scheduling in, like... Talk, finding a doctor to do it yes. and then scheduling the appointment because I have to, there, there is a, a, I have to find a doctor and then my doctor will refer me to that doctor. So that then I, yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yes, I, I need to get up to that. That's, yes. Yes. I would, uh, I would suggest that Kevin would live tweet his colonoscopy, but, uh, they actually dope you up so much that your phone should be taken away. So just like when I had my dental surgery. Yes. I don't know if they're going to make me sign an agreement, though, that says not to use social media for 24 hours after the dental, like they did with the dental surgery. But but, uh, but yeah, anyway, you're, yeah. You're, uh, you should be feeling no pain. Yes, that is that is that is the hope. So yeah, um, uh, go support the American Cancer Society. You can go back and also support any of our other charities from the past, um, and that's fine too. Uh, you can find out more about all of that at productivityalchemy.com and I think that's it for this week. Oh, an alert reader uh, uh, notified me that um, someone had left a one-star review on Paladin's Hope. Oh my god, I saw that. Horrified that it was that it had uh, uh, gay people in it. Yes. I mean, it is a gay romance. It was very clear that the two protagonists were he and also he, but uh, this was uh, uh, this was appalling. I guess since you didn't put like in big flashing letters in the description, this is a gay romance. Like, even though you do say, like, in the blurb? I, well, in the blurb, it's like, it's a romance blurb with two guys. There are no women involved. Who did they think the... Also, it's literally filed under gay romance. So, yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. But um, hmm. if you would like to uh, uh, <laughs> read the book that has shocked and or appalled this reader because uh, uh, I wrote about the existence of gay people and um, mm-hmm. why they should have fluffy romances with severed... I mean, not with severed heads, with each other while severed heads cavort in the background. There uh, were... There was there was cavorting... There were dead bodies cavorting in the background, yes. I mean, not too much cavorting, but just general deadness. Uh, so, yeah, yes. Yeah, anyway, uh, um, Paladin's Hope. You can find it. I, it'll be linked in the show notes. Leave um, a review. Yes. <laughs> You uh, don't have to leave her. You don't have to. I'm, no, I'm just, I'm just still amused by that. They were particularly horrified because I had also written children's books like Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking, and I'm like, which also has dead bodies in it. 
yes, and people trying to murder the protagonist and all sorts of things, but, you know, apparently they got through two books of straight romance with corpses and hot werebear on paladin action. Right. But the, the, the gays were a bridge too far. This was, I, I was told that um, friend of the show, former guest, Lilith St. Crow. Yes. Lily was reviewed by the same person and given a negative review because it her book contained the word fuck, which if you've ever talked to Lily <laughs> or like... Been in the same room. Read her books, this is like not a surprise. Prize. So anyway, yeah. Yes, um, um, I'm just amused that uh, <laughs> the two of us together, queen great. of offensiveness. So yes, yeah. I would. I obviously I would love it if everyone read it, but if you do, please be aware this is obviously a gay romance, and you should right. go forward as such. Damn it. And uh, maybe maybe I'll go drop a note to uh, to Lily and see if she wants to come back on the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, all right. Anyway. All that being said, thank you all for listening. Um, we'll be back next week. And in the meantime, do your best to um, stay productive. By reading a gay romance. I don't... I mean... Uh, oh.